Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal's not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. All right, Simple Man, all things Simple Man. Leonard Skinner means all things Bill O'Reilly. All things Bill O'Reilly means BillOReilly.com. Self-proclaimed Simple Man, Bill O'Reilly is with us right now. Mr. O'Reilly, sir, I want to, I want to get to your serious side here for a minute because I don't think, think people really understand that you, when you talk about the folks all these years, we are the folks. You know, I, if it weren't for my grandparents that were dirt poor, my parents that grew up really poor, and I know I stand on their shoulders, there's no shot that I'd ever have any chance at success in life, and they, they paved the way for, for me, and I know the same story is for you. This is what I'm looking at, Bill. This is the worst year for stocks and bonds and for investors since 1969. The AP has a poll out. 46% of Americans, because of Biden's inflation, think that they are now poor. The Biden inflation tax, and it is a tax that disproportionately impacts the poor, the middle class, people on fixed income, uh, incomes, that's $7,200 on average per household a year. Now, this is, we, we see the price of everything we buy at every store we go to. We see the price of gasoline, double what we were paying uh, under Donald Trump. Uh, the short term, let's uh, pillage the strategic petroleum reserves, which are supposed to be for emergency strategy of Biden. Uh, we're now at a 50 year low and he's doing it again just so it lowers the impact of negative of high gas prices. Here's the problem, Bill. We got an election in 20 days and I can't give you a definitive answer that America is waking up to the level that we'll need so Republicans take the House and Senate and stop this country from taking on water so the folks don't get hurt any more than they're getting hurt. Well, I'm going to reassure you, Hannity. I'm going to I'm going to be uh, your muse today. You mean, is that the word of the day, Bill? Muse? S-E muse. Oh, good grief. Hannity's muse. So relax for a moment. OK, going to be a red wave. Um, big in the House, maybe historic numbers, 
And I think 5248 uh, Republicans in the Senate. And I say this because of the shifting sentiment um, that was actually chronicled in the New York Times, if you can believe it, this week among independent women voters. Key group. They're the ones that defeated Donald Trump. And so those women, many of them, are in charge of the household finances in the sense that they do the shopping, they clothe the children, uh, they, in some cases, pay the bills. Everybody knows this is how American society works. Once you lose that constituency, remember, these are independent American women voters. You're done across the board. That and a combination of some Democrats staying home, and I believe the African-American community will be in that category, it'll be a, it's going to be a slaughter on November 8th. And you heard it so, here on the Hannity Radio Show first. Listen, I want to believe everything you're saying, I, but I'm, I'm Irish. You're Irish, too. I would think you'd understand this. I always am expecting the next shoe to drop. And it's a trade in our DNA that we always look at the pessimistic side. Oh, a hundred percent. That's and that's you an are Irish correct. thing. The polls should show a enormous gulf, but the polls are not honest. Most of them. You look at Trafalgar and Rasmus, and they're the few best. Um, they they're separating now, um, and there are some bad Republican candidates. There are, um, and that holds back. Um, a big separation in the Senate. So I do, I'm going to stand by my prediction. I predicted Herschel Walker would lose in Georgia. Now I'm changing. And the reason I am is because Kemp is going to wax Abrams by about 12 points uh, for governor. And I think he was, he's going to drag Herschel across the finish line by two or three. Because people splitting tickets when you're getting hammered at the grocery store and gas pump, there's not going to be a lot of that. Well, the problem in Georgia is uh, Herschel's goal has got to be to get into a runoff. That's the more likely scenario in my view. Um, but I agree with your assessment. I think Herschel will beat Warnock straight up. I don't think there's any doubt about it. If they go to a runoff, the Libertarian candidate, those votes are going to Herschel. They're not going to, to Raphael Warnock. So let's go through the states. I'm, we have Marco Rubio on uh, later in the program, and I assume you think he's going to win by a pretty healthy margin. No debate there. Uh, then we go to South Carolina. No problem for Tim Scott. No problem for Rand Paul in Kentucky. Uh, I don't see a problem for Charles Grassley in Iowa. I don't see a problem for John Kennedy in Louisiana. Now we've got to move to North Carolina. Ted Budd is running ahead of, but only by two or three points, uh, his Democratic opponent. We have to hold that seat. We don't want to lose it. I think he will hold that. Uh, I'm looking at other states. I think Oz now is all the momentum is with him. Pennsylvania, as you know, is a very hard state for a Republican to win statewide. But John Fetterman is so radical. I don't see him winning. I see Ron Johnson winning. I see J.D. Vance winning. I see Adam Laxalt winning. I think it's a little harder for Blake Masters. I think it's a little bit harder for uh, General uh, Bullduck in, in New Hampshire. Uh, Tiffany Smiley is within the margin of error in the state of Washington, Bill. So go through those races. What do you see? 
said, listening to you, Hannity, how could you talk so fast and mention so many names? Even I can't do that. Because I'm smart, Bill. I mean, I actually I know, paid I attention know, it, in school while you a, were getting in trouble. It was a magnificent soliloquy. But as your muse, <laughs> I will tell you, uh, tonight I'll be watching the Hannity Town Hall in a bar in Reading, Pennsylvania with Fetterman. It's a Hell's Angels bar. We'll have uh, lots of guys in uh, with tattoos and leather jackets. Um <laughs> And I, you know, that's your that's your crowd, Bill. Yeah, and then I'll be there with Fetterman, advising him to drop out of the race because he can't possibly be a U.S. senator. I mean, you know, if we're going to have him in the Senate, why not have Green Day? I mean, let's just put all of the run. <laughs> it's just insane. So anyway, I think Oz will squeak it out, and you got to tell him, you know, Oz to be a little bit more specific here and and. Oz has got to be a little more personable. Uh, if I were his advisor, and I'm not his muse, I'm your muse, I'd say cut a 30, 30-second 30 radio TV spot and just talk to the people like a human being. I think, he's come, I think he's come a long way. You and I both know, well, number one, he has television skills, which is a tremendous advantage for any candidate. He's been doing town halls, and his crowd sizes are really big. That is not normal for a Senate race. You know that. I know that. So there certainly seems to be now uh, the, the every conservative now has rallied around Oz. So I think he's going to get the Republican vote in mass. And I also think he'll do far better than people are predicting in Philly, the Philly suburbs, Pittsburgh, those suburbs, Allegheny County. I think he's going to do well all across the state. And the more and more people learn about how radical Fetterman is, I can't even believe they ran this guy. Forget about his, his medical condition. I'm not even bringing that up. That's an issue that should be brought up. But just his positions are are that radical. Um, I am a cautious man when I make predictions. I'm usually right, not always, but I was right um, when Trump got elected in 16. And uh, I did not think he would win in 20, and he didn't. Um, but as far as your guy Oz is concerned, he needs those independent women. They are there to get, but he's got to be a little bit more personable. I think he's warmed up to people, um, meeting people, shaking hands, pressing the flesh. He's done all of those things. Um, now there's one thing that everybody needs to be aware of. I, I want to manage people's expectations. Let's assume Bill O'Reilly's prediction here is right today. And, and I tend to agree with you. But I'm cautiously optimistic. I want people to think that we're behind and they've got to get out and vote and that their vote is going to define the election. And if people think that way, have that mentality, I think we win. Um, but then I, I, I look at other factors. Republicans winning will not change the country dramatically. It'll stop Biden and the radical New Green Deal socialism that he's advancing but we really have to win two elections, Bill. We got to win in 2022 in 20 days. And then we got to win in 2024 if we really want to get this country on the right track again. That's going to happen is if the Republicans, when they do take over Congress, put forth legislation that is uh, problem solving. Now, Biden likely to veto some of it, um, but at least the country will know, hey, look, here's an energy program that could work and lower all of our fuel prices. I mean, this winter, people are going to get so hammered by heating oil. Oh, my God. I mean, Turkey, did you see the Turkey prices for Thanksgiving? 
I mean, seventy-three percent higher. Yeah, I, I mean, look, this is just, and this is why I'm not worried about the November eighth election because these are things you can feel. One point I want to make, though, um, we are a changing country. There's no doubt about it. Um, and the reason we're in this mess, and it is a mess from top to bottom. Um, and I'm going to do an analysis of Joe Biden in history tomorrow on the No Spin News on BillOReilly.com. But the reason we're in this mess is that people, many of them, voted emotion in 2020. So they voted against Trump because they didn't like Trump. And they didn't even consider that we had the strongest economy in the world at that point. In the world. With nobody stronger than the United States with 1.3% inflation and uh, almost full employment with salaries for every group rising. There, that was just, and that fact alone, that people would vote against that, they voted against their own welfare. I don't think people are going to make that mistake again. All right, quick break. More with Bill O'Reilly on the other side. 800-941-SEAN. Our number, if you want to be a part of the program, Newt Gingrich and Marco Rubio coming up as well. As we continue, we're in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz in our town hall tonight. Newt Gingrich will be there. Senator Tim Scott, Senator Tom Cotton. Obviously, Dr. Oz as well. 9 Eastern on Fox. You're tired of government overreach and Big Brother watching your every move. Now it's time to take back America. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we continue with Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Do you think that Donald Trump runs again? And if he runs again, 
be it against Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Gavin Newsom, does he win? Well, Biden's not running again. That's impossible. So he's done. Harris polls lower than Biden, so her party is not going to get behind her. Newsom's going to have a lot of money. And the the all the Republicans are going to say, "You want you want what's in California? Is that what you want?" Them telling you what to eat, what to drive, what time you can water your lawn, when you can come out of your house. Is that what you want? So I don't think Newsom's hard to beat. Now, as far as Trump is concerned, and I told him this, so I don't think he'd be offensive, uh, offended by me telling you, he's got to change. He's got to be a more standard politician. I know a lot of his MAGA people don't want to hear that. I don't want to take the verve out of him, and I don't want to take you know his ability to you know strike back at the people who are attacking. He, he doesn't America. need to fight everybody, and he doesn't need to put every thought he has on Twitter. I think he actually understands that. I don't know if he if he sees himself as a statesman. He's got, and I, I use this analogy with him all the time. It's Winston Churchill. You have to read about him. You have to see how he positioned himself to come back after a humiliating defeat and what he did. Because Trump and Churchill, they both have bombastic personalities, a lot in common there. But I don't know if Trump wants to do that, if he wants to be a statesman. I think I think the analogy is actually appropriate and a very good one. Uh, a lot of people don't know. I mean, here's Winston Churchill during the bombing of Britain, went amongst the people every single day, risking his own personal life. I mean, he's a, a just he he was a giant of a leader, but he was not well liked in terms of his personality. He drank too much. He smoked his cigars. Uh, he was abrasive. If it weren't for the war itself he would never would have been prime minister then immediately after the war is over they throw him out and then they realize they need him back because they needed a strong leader in great britain i mean and i think that story could rewrite itself if president trump wants that um but i i agree with i agree with your analogy uh, bill you've been on your a game today i got to well, give you an a plus as long as you agree with your muse hannity you're in good territory oh i'm mentally stable now for right, at least right. three minutes I'm, imagine relaxed and and uh, do i have a minute to talk about gingrich no i want to uh plug your book uh killing the legends congratulations another huge bestseller and that's um, what i talked to gingrich about killing the legends because we both grew up when Presley, John Lennon, and Muhammad Ali were titans. But anyway, I appreciate the mention of Killing the Legends. Every time you mention it, book sales go up, so the muse well, is It's my happy. pleasure. It's a great book. I read. I actually read it almost in one sitting. Thank you. Thank you. Because I, 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 I learned a lot, and it reinforced everything that I believe about celebrity, and that is that it's not healthy. All right, Simple Man Bill O'Reilly, all things Bill O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you being with us. Listen, if you've ever received a derogatory or aggressive email, text, social media message from someone you don't know, uh, there's a term for it. It's called cyber stalking. It's a serious crime. It takes many forms, in some cases, even blackmail, false accusations. They track your location. They post hateful statements about you, publishing your private information, uh, even threats of violence. In other words, pretty much everyday life that I go through. But putting that aside. Look, all of us are putting our personal information at risk on the Internet, and these cyber criminals are out there. LifeLock.com by Norton sees all the threats you'll miss on your own. If they see any information of yours compromised, you will get an alert. 
If you're a victim of identity theft, you get a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist that will fix it for you. Now, it's a low annual rate. You'll save an additional 25% off your first year when you call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to lifelock.com. But to save 25%, you got to use the promo code Hannity. Protect your good name, your reputation, your finances, your credit score. 1-800-LIFELOCK, lifelock.com. Save 25% with the promo code Hannity. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour. 800-941-SHAWN, our number. We're in Pennsylvania today. We have a town hall with Dr. Oz tonight. We'll be joined by Newt Gingrich. We'll be joined by Senator Tim Scott and Senator Tom Cotton. Uh, we hopefully will be making a town hall stop in the great state of Florida uh, last night, there was a debate between Senator Marco Rubio. This is a very important race. I know the latest poll had him up by seven. You take nothing for granted in any political environment. Uh, here are a few of the highlights. Uh, Marco Rubio was on his game last night. Listen. Every major anti-China proposal that has been voted on in the last five years has been my bill. So much so that China has actually sanctioned and banned me. And I was very upset about that because I had to cancel my vacation in Wuhan. Look. I've been in Washington now for two terms in the Senate, and in the two terms I've been there, no U.S. Senator has gotten more done than I have. Today, parents in Florida whose child have pediatric cancer have, will have options because I took on the pharmaceutical companies and passed the bill that forced that. The child tax credit doubled because I passed the bill that did that. Veterans that, had, that were exposed to toxic burn pits will now get treatment at the VA and not have to fight with the VA because we just passed a bill that I sponsored, all of these bipartisan, to make that happen. And millions of American small businesses and millions of American small business jobs were saved because of a bill we passed. Senator Marco Rubio uh, joins us. Senator, uh, we're hoping to do a town hall with you and uh, Governor DeSantis soon as well. Hope you can make that. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, and I think uh, hopefully we finalize that today because I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's important that people get to see. look. When you have these debates, Val Demings knows that she needs a hail mary, and she comes out and all she wanted to do last night was not answer questions like on abortion. She would not state affirmatively that she supports any restriction on abortion at all whatsoever, and then attack you and attack you. But they all kind of fell flat to me. None of them, none of them stuck. None of them made much of a difference, and you came off as to use a phrase senatorial with a lot of gravitas and basically said, this is what I've done for the people of Florida and I continue to do so. I'll continue to do so. Yeah, look, we felt very good about the debate performance. I mean, look, I'm not talking about this. She's a, and I've debated, as you know, now a bunch of times nationally. So she's the worst debater I've ever gone up against. But I think part of it is because of her record. I mean, it's just indefensible. And look, the host really worked hard to try to help her out, right? I mean, the, the, I don't know if you probably didn't see the whole thing, but there was one of the guys there from the Palm Beach Post and he was smirking and making, you know, faces and asking me questions in one tone and her in another. So they really tried to help her out, and even that didn't work. So we felt great about it. I think people got to see what an extremist she is, some of the things she supported. But I frankly think she she, uh, she probably didn't think anyone remembered, but, like, she wanted a $10.25 on per, per barrel of oil tax on, on gas. You know, that would be like a 35-cent increase per gallon right now on every American. Yeah, but, uh, uh, by, by the way, gas prices aren't high enough. Now double what they were under Donald Trump. Thanks a lot. No thanks. Yeah, and on her extreme position, listen, she supports abortion on demand for any reason at any time, paid for by taxpayers. Unfortunately, the you know moderator didn't press her on it, and I certainly gave him opportunities to do so. About oh no no no, you, I got to jump in. You had a great line. 
when you said, oh, taxpayers are paying for it. You brought government into the hospital. That was a great line. But that's exactly the truth. I mean, you're the one that's involving government. Not, and by the way, taxpayers aren't just paying for abortions in America. They want it to be all over the world. On immigration, you know, she goes around talking about her answer to immigration is to send more processors to the border so we can process these people quickly or into the country and we don't have as much of a backlog at the, at the border. It's, it's nutty. I mean, it's 5,000 people a day that are coming into the country and, uh, and they have no answers for that. Um, I mean, you name it on issue after issue. Everyone who saw it saw the truth. Even the partisans obviously have to say what they're going to say. But, and, you know, the media goes in full drive to try to say, oh, it was a tie or nothing. But, but it was a wipeout, in my view. But, look, voters saw it. And that's By the way, any, any the time race. the media says it's a tie when it's a Republican versus a Democrat, that means it was a wipeout. And, by the way, the bias of the media in that debate, you're 100% right it couldn't have been more clear to anybody that has any sense of objectivity that they were desperately trying to help her. Yeah, and listen, at the end of the day, it's, I guess, you know, it's one of the reasons why candidates around the country have decided Republicans it's not worth doing this debate. I did it. Now, the moderator did our debate six years ago, kind of played it straight. But the whole media thing has changed. But in the end, honestly, during the debate, I didn't even notice it. It's afterwards that you reflect on it. And it didn't bother me because I think it helps. Us. I think people see it because, Sean, that's what we deal with every day. But it's good. I actually think it helped me, and I'm and I'm and it's fine. You know, it, it it worked out just fine. But at the end, you know, I'll tell you this. Now we've got an election less than three weeks away, and the key is people have to turn out and vote because she's raised. She is raising a lot of money. As pathetic as she was last night, she's raising a lot of money from people all over the country, sending her, you know, all liberals, all this money. California, New York, they hate Florida. They hate everything Florida's done right. Florida's embarrassed New York. It's embarrassed California. It's embarrassed these liberal states. And so, you know, she's going to dominate the airwaves if we can't keep raising money uh, to, to, to get our message on the air. That's why I'm always asking people to go on my website, MarcoRubio.com, and give if you can, because we've got to be able to match this. You know, we can't just get swamped three to one, two to one, and not think it's not going to have an impact at the ballot box in a couple of weeks. This is happening in every race. Tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars are just flowing into the Democratic candidates' coffers. And nobody seems to know where that money's coming from. Now, I can tell you one thing. The vast majority of it is not coming from the people in Florida. So do we have any idea or are we going to have to wait till after the election to figure out where the money came from? Well, it depends. You know, it depends on how much they're giving. Because if it's, if it's the small donors that they go on Facebook and get, and, you know, Act Blue doesn't require them to put in the CDV on the credit card. So we have no idea if that bank account to that card is linked overseas we have no idea where the money's coming from they, they refuse to do that piece and that's something that should, needs to be fixed in, in federal law and i've talked about that we actually tried to get that fixed uh, during one of these long votes that we had in the senate and of course the democrats opposed it but the bottom line is it's not just in florida i mean in every senate race in the country we're being outraised in some cases three to one and outspent as well but i've always viewed it as this you know it, we already we, we don't play any home games. We play away games every week. Okay, it's it's amazing to me. Republicans win any elections in this country. You have Hollywood against you, the tech companies against you, mainstream media is against you, all the newspapers, academia, all the columnist class, you name it. I don't know how we win any elections, and yet I think we're going to win a majority in the House and Senate because what that none of that stands a chance when it runs into the common sense of every American who see the lunacy of this administration, the damage they're doing to our country and want us to do something about it. And I believe they're going to give us a chance here in a couple of weeks, not just in Florida, but around the country. But obviously that all depends on people going out and vote. I don't want people thinking this is in the bag. These elections are over. We're going to win. If we don't go and vote, 
then I think we're going to be disappointed. We have to go. People have to come out and they have to vote. I've been telling people you got to have the men- mentality and the mindset that you're down by six points. I'll use a football analogy. You're down by six. You have no timeouts. You're on your own 20. You got to march down the field 80 yards. You got to cross the plane and you got to kick the extra point. That's how tight you have to see these races as. Um, and you can't take any, any of these votes for granted. One thing that has scared me about Florida. Now, Florida is of particular importance to me because my plan is to get the hell out of New York and move down there. And I already have a place down there. Uh, as you know, I've had a place down there for two decades and, uh, my plan is to move to Florida. That means you will be my senator. Ron DeSantis will be my governor. It's so I, there's a personal side of me here. And you've been having this influx of people leaving these dark blue states because of overregulation, high taxation, uh, a lack of law and order, uh, woke education for their kids. So they're, they're leaving in droves. They've had it. And my, I have no problem with people going to Florida. It's great for the, the state of Florida. However, if you're going to bring your idiotic policies from the state that you ruined uh, with you, don't go to Florida and ruin Florida. Don't go to Texas and ruin Texas. Don't go to the Carolinas and ruin the Carolinas or te- Tennessee and ruin Tennessee. That's my only fear because what I think you, you have on average about 800 new people moving into Florida a day. Is that right? Yeah, and let me tell you, that's not what appears to be happening. So let me give you an example. Since 2018, four years, Florida's added like a million and a half, 1.6 million voters. Okay, there are 500,000 more Republicans today in Florida than there were in 2018. There are only 12,000 more Democrats than there were in 2018. Republicans now, for the first time in history of our state, or in the modern history of our state, outnumber Democrats in registration by 300,000. The last time I was on the ballot, Democrats had a 400 and something thousand voter advantage over us. So that's a pretty dramatic shift in just six years. So I think that tells you the people that are moving here are people that are moving here because they like what we're doing here, not because they're coming to live in a place like the one they just left. And I think that's true that for people that are moving here. I think that's also true for people that have come here from other countries. I mean, if you come from Venezuela, from Nicaragua, from Cuba, your whole life, you know, you know the reality of Marxism and socialism. You're one of the, some of the most fervent opponents of that movement in our country that's taking it, that's found its home in the Democratic Party. So I think that's manifesting itself in Florida. But again, none of that's going to matter if people don't come out and vote because they think, oh, the election's over. I hear on the news that the Republicans are going to win. So it's not that urgent for me to come out and vote. Well, I want to remind Florida, the year is 2000, hanging, swinging, pimpled, dimpled uh, chads and 527 vote difference between Al Gore and George W. Bush and that decided the 2000 presidential election. So I, I, you cannot create enough urgency in, uh, from my perspective in terms of the need of people to participate. Look, you know, to me, it's very simple, Senator. Are you better off than you were two years ago? Are you doing better with the economy with a 41-year high of inflation? How do you feel about paying double what you were paying under Donald Trump's presidency for a gallon of gasoline? How do you feel about open borders and all of these flights uh, in the dark of night uh, with illegal immigrants being dumped in state after state after state. And then it becomes the state's responsibility for food, water, shelter, uh, health care and education. Are you happy with open borders? Are you happy with a president that is now begging enemy countries uh, to produce more oil because he gave up energy independence? Are you happy? Do you feel safe and secure in your town and your city? 
Uh, and how do you feel about no bail and defunding the police? How do you feel about woke education? Not as big a problem in, in Florida, but around the country, uh, Senator, it's a huge issue, as you know, and it's even creeping into Florida, you know, amongst the, the liberal elite class. Yeah, look, I mean, all these challenges you just pointed, obviously, when it comes to the economy and the border, we, we, we pay a big price for all that here in our state. But even the education stuff, and we've, you know, we've done a good job here in the state. The governor, the legislature's done a great job of keeping that at bay. But you've got to be constantly on watch. Because at any time in any one of these school districts, something pops up and people don't talk about it or they don't realize it, and then you realize it's happening. So the, you know, every time you think these guys have gone so far, you think, okay, they've gone so far in something so crazy that at this point, you know, they got caught, they're going to stop. They don't stop. They keep pushing and pushing and pushing because they've got the mainstream media on this side. They've got Hollywood. They've got all this institutional power. So we've got to constantly be vigilant about protecting Florida, but also the country. And I think people are really going to rebel against all this. You're going to see it at the ballot box the, the, in November, assuming that people come out and vote. And that's the key. We've got to get people out to vote. They can't stay home and say, these elections are over. I heard Republicans are going to win in a big wave. So it's not that important. It really is. I mean, that's a, I, I, I honestly believe that one of the reasons why the media is out there with that narrative now is to try to depress Republican turnout and take away Republican energy. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue more with Senator Marco Rubio. We're in Pennsylvania tonight. Hannity, 9 Eastern, uh, a town hall with Dr. Oz. We'll also be joined by Senator Tim Scott, Senator Tom Cotton and Newt Gingrich. 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox, as we continue. Look, we can't forget 2,977 of our fellow Americans killed in the worst terror attack on American soil on 9-11, 2001. Uh, even today, people are still suffering, losing their lives because of 9-11 related illnesses. A whole generation of kids now know little to nothing about it. Now, my daughter was born 13 days before 9-11, 2001. I make sure that she knows about what happened that day. Um, but I'll tell you, only Tennessee and Arizona mandate this be taught to kids K through 12. That's a national disgrace. It's a disservice to our kids. I grew up, I learned about World War II. My father fought, fought four years in the Pacific. Anyway, the T Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is essential. Now, they're giving educators access to nonfiction 9-11 resources for grades K through 12, uh, they have full curriculum units built around first-person accounts. They have scripted social studies, uh, lessons for the kids, activities, backgrounds for teachers, ensuring the ease of use. And they have nonfiction discovering heroes, a series of books and their accompanying curriculum units. Uh, they also have their speakers bureau with access to 9-11 uh, first responders, survivors, loved ones. And they have their mobile exhibit that I've been telling you about, an 83-foot tractor trailer that transforms into an 1,100-square-foot interactive museum. Anyway, Tunnel to Towers are also now granting their Russell F. Siller Memorial Scholarships, uh, and that's financial scholarships to kids of their program, recipients who are exemplary in terms of their high school and to help them with their future in college. Anyway, to never forget, they're asking all of us. Everybody on the Hannity team is on board. We want you all to join us. Donate 11 bucks a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. The letter T, the number two, the letter T.org for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. All right, we continue more with uh, Senator Marco Rubio coming off a great debate last night against his opponent. I know part of the state is still recovering 
from Hurricane Ian, but I got to give props to both you and Governor DeSantis having done a phenomenal job. And I know the efforts behind the scenes to get people whose homes have been, you know, turned upside down. They've lost their their home, their property, Sanibel Island, Fort Myers, uh, Sarasota, Naples. I mean, these towns were hit really hard. Uh, and I understand things are, are, have been expedited to get people back in their homes as quickly as possible. Uh, we appreciate the efforts. Great job last night. I thought it was a knockout win for you in that debate. Uh, we need you back in the U.S. Senate. You've become a very, very reliable, smart, constitutional voice for the country, and uh, we need you back there. Thank you, uh, Senator Marco Rubio. Thanks for having me on, Sean. I appreciate it. Right, I appreciate you being with us. 800-941-SEAN, our number. We'll get to the phones when we come back. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 